It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Well, good Wednesday afternoon. How are you? Thanks for being here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and we are back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show ready to roll today, day before the girls' state basketball tournament gets started. Welcome into Rapid City. Everybody coming over from East River, welcome into the great Black Hills. It's a beautiful, beautiful time in South Dakota. High school basketball tournaments. I love them. I absolutely love it. Tomorrow we've got Stevens Central girls. They play each other. 145 Ice Arena Monument. Oh, we're ready for it. We'll have it live coverage coming up tomorrow. So we'll talk some hoops today. We'll talk some college sports. A little more Seahawks, Broncos, Kirk Cousins, Colts, Carson Wentz. The list goes on. Some great content, some great guests. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, the official urgent care of the Nate Brown Show. That's where I go when it comes to feeling ill. I want to get better quicker. Two locations that treat me well are Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road in Bacon Park on the west side. That's Black Hills Urgent Care. Really is the faster way to get better. They're open seven days a week. You can just walk right in. If you want to avoid any wait, if there's a wait in the lobby, you can schedule on your phone before you go. BHUcare.com. Remember it? BHUcare.com with the letter U. Black Hills Urgent Care. The faster way to get better. On a Wednesday, we're back. I'll tell you, we got a lot to cover today. This has been a wild day for me already. I mean, my my little dog almost died this morning. And I and I say that knock on wood, please. Okay, he's still in the uh, animal hospital here. But he almost died this morning. We started out um, on uh, high intensity Wednesday, a high intensity Wednesday, and we've we've made it happen here this afternoon, putting the show together through the trials and tribulations of the Nate Brown Show life. I'll tell you, it's a tough one. Jerry Brewer is going to join us, Washington Post NFL columnist. We will talk to Jerry Brewer. He covered, okay. Um, the Seahawks. He's out in Seattle. That's where he's at. That's where he's based. He's the Washington Post national columnist, but he's out in Seattle. What is the feeling in Seattle today after this 24 hours for the Seahawks? Jerry Brewer's coming up. Ben Verlander is on tonight on the latest here. We got another deadline for Major League Baseball owners and the players, and the deadline they say is sometime tonight to get this deal done. Sometime tonight. We've heard that before. Uh, ben Verlander, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst, is in. Ryan O'Halloran is on for the first time since the Russell Wilson news. Broncos beat writer, Denver Post. Ryan O'Halloran is on tonight. Mike McFeely drops by. Columnist, Inforum.com, live from Fargo. Some interesting topics I want to run through with Mike McFeely, including a potential change in Division I sports in the Division I landscape. With this new constitution, there's more stuff that keeps on kind of coming out on the surface. I think there could be some pretty big changes to uh, Division One coming, kind of like a subdivision, essentially. We'll talk to Mike McFeely on the way. And Dave Hollenbeck tonight, St. Thomas Moore head boys basketball coach. Coach Hollenbeck on tonight, St. Thomas Moore boys back at the state tournament. Once again, they beat Stanley County last night in a big way, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. And the St. Thomas Moore boys, the number two seed 
going into the State A Boys Basketball Tournament next week at the new Summit Arena at the Monument. All right. So speaking of basketball, I want to start with that. It's just something I thought about as I was watching the boys' Sodak 16 stuff. Um, St. Thomas Moore wins last night. They get into another state tournament. White River, you go out and you look at this Class B program, White River. So let me start with some high school um, talk here today. And even if you're like, well, I haven't had kids in high school or I haven't, you know, don't have a long tradition here in South Dakota with high school stuff. There's a bigger picture here that I think we need to look at when it comes to programs like the St. Thomas More basketball program and like the White River basketball program. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. Who's been to more state tournaments over the last 20 years? Who's been to the uh, since 2002? Who's been to more state tournaments consistently, consistently over the last 20 years? You you will have a hard time finding more teams in South Dakota than St. Thomas More uh, boys and White River boys. And, and I'm even going back. I mean, I'm going back a long way. I've covered St. Thomas More for a long time when I was doing a lot of play-by-play uh, early on. And I covered all four of their state championships, but they they just make it to the state tournament, it seems like, every year. It seems like every year. St. Thomas More, small school, White River, small school. You look at it and you say, what is happening in those basketball programs that they get back to the state tournament, Class B state tournament for White River at a high level, right? They, they, they seem like they compete almost every year at a high level. And, and really, with St. Thomas More, it's not like, it's like, well, they're going to get to the State A. Could they win the thing? Maybe. I mean, it's not like they luck out and, and get into this. So it's interesting because there's been this talk lately. Well, how do basketball programs compete? Do you need more students to pick from? You know, um, when you're thinking about the AA level, will Spearfish and the Sturgises and those teams really get to the level of the Sioux Falls Roosevelt's and the Washingtons, I have my um, I have my worries there. I have my worries. So then I got thinking as I watched these teams get into the state tournaments again, these small schools competing against uh, quite a lot of schools, by the way, St. Thomas More, White River, and they just get back there over and over and over again. And I say, do you need the good players? Do these two schools somehow have the best players? Do they have the best players year in and year out? Well, now, they've had some great players. I mean, think about it. Louis Krogman, White River. You know that name? You know Louis? I mean, I hope you know Louis. You remember his great play in high school, went to USD. Louis, a pure scorer back in the day. So, from Louis Krogman, great players. St. Thomas Moore's had Mr. Basketballs, the best players in the state. How is it that those small schools, they either somehow, some way have the better players year in and year out than most programs or is it this combo and i look at this and i say basketball programs that that consistently win and the consistency's been amazing for st thomas moore and white river the consistency has been amazing and i look at these things coaching developing the players that are there player development, player development, it has to be real, and competitive tradition, competitive tradition. You tell me what's more important in high school basketball. We start 
our state tournament coverage tomorrow with the AA girls. We're going to be covering the Class A boys next week, the St. Thomas More boys, as they get um, on a run trying to win another state title. You tell me in my question of the day as we start our coverage today, what is more important? And I think it's a hard question to answer. In high school basketball, I'm not talking college. I'm talking South Dakota high school basketball. Is it good players or good coaching? Now, it's a uh, the easy answer is, well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a combo. You need the combo. You aren't going to win without good players. You need the talent. You need the raw athleticism, the players. You you could ju- you have the players. You're going to win. That That's what they tell us, right? I think that's what people want to tell us. Can you win without good coaching? Can you win without good coaching? So I wonder, what do we value more? That's my question as I think about how do you get programs consistently winning? And I'm talking basketball right now because we're right in the wheelhouse. We're right in the wheelhouse of state tournaments, and these two teams have made it over and over and over the last 20 years. Unbelievable appearances uh, when it comes to numbers. St. Thomas Moore, White River. How do they do it all the time? And it's and, and there's elements to this program, okay? There's, there's various aspects. And I ask you, it can't be, it can't be that they just have the best players. It can't be that they, that, well, it's just good players and, and that's the thing. It can't be just coaching. I understand it. It's got to be a combo. There are various aspects, and I really believe this. When you look at Eldon Marshall, the head coach at White River, you look at Dave Hollenbeck at St. Thomas More, they've been there a long time. They get into the younger grades. These smaller schools are able to do that a little bit easier. What do I mean? Getting into the younger grades where you're in a small uh, uh, school, it's a small community, so to speak, your own community, and those younger kids look up and they want to be a White River player like the stars of yesteryear, and now the kids keep on going and they keep on going, and that competitive tradition, I believe it, makes a massive impact. I believe it makes a massive impact. Um, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this. Uh, Let's update it. I want to make sure we got a lot of votes coming in. You tell me today. You got to pick one. It's a hard one, okay? I'll pick it. I'll pick it here coming up. What's more important in high school basketball right here, right now? Do you need players or do you need coaching? High school basketball, good players, good coaching. What do you think people are saying? Let's pull it up. 720-1067 on the Nate Brown Show question of the day. Uh, What's more important in high school basketball? 54% of you say good players. Good players, 54%. 46% good coaching. Okay? Here's a quote that was just sent in. I don't know. <laughs> I want to be careful with the quotes because I, I mean, I know Coach Hollenbeck. I've known him for a long time. This this was a quote that was just sent in. Is this a real quote or is this the onion? I don't know, but I got this one sent in here. Dave Hollenbeck, quote, quote. This is from, from somebody that's, uh, that knows Coach Hollenbeck as well. It's weird how much better of a coach I am when I've got a couple of all-staters on the floor. Maybe that was a quote from from back in the day. And he's had all staters. I just said that. You've got to have players. 
I understand. I understand. But I'll tell you, you've got to have consistent coaching, tradition, player development. There's more aspects to getting there every year. There has to be. There, you can't tell me St. Thomas Moore and White River have had the best players over the last 20 years. I don't think you can say that. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a run. That's a, that's a heck of a lucky run that's like, well, all the good you know basketball players just end up in White River somehow. <laughs> well, um, how is that? From the program, from the player development, from the competitive tradition, it all builds, it all plays a ba- major piece. It's not just, well, you, you just get the good players. So I, I disagree with the audience so far. I disagree that what is more important in high school basketball, good players or good coaching? I've seen over the years some really good players. I've seen some really good players. They aren't great teams. They could be great teams because they have the best, well, some of the best players. I've seen teams year in and year out over the last 20 years. I've seen teams year in and year out. And I will tell you, they have good players, and sometimes it's not a good team. There's various reasons for it. I'm going to tell you the reason I say in high school basketball it is good coaching because coaching impacts more than just that year or that crop or that class of players. Coaching impacts more in a high school basketball program and season than just a, hey, we had a we had a nice class of players. Because I've seen this. I started covering Matt Martin back in the day. Do you know this name? Matt Martin, Spearfish Spartan. Back in the day, All-Stater, went to play at University of Montana. You know Matt Martin? He was unbelievable. And he had a good crew in there. That's when the Spearfish Spartans were the team to beat in double-A boys basketball. We haven't seen that for a long time. Matt Martin, Spearfish, South Dakota. He's going to be, he's one of the great players in South Dakota um, high school history, I think. I mean, he'd, he'd, you look at a top 50, I mean, he's in there, I think. Um, Matt Martin and, and that crew. Now, that was a good class or, or, or a few classes. That was a good few classes there running through Spearfish. That was good at the time, and they haven't really been able to hit that mark as of late. That's that's what I mean by the longevity, the consistency, the player development, the competitive tradition. It's got to be bigger than just a class of players. You could maybe win one year with some players, a couple of years. Hey, we have a nice bunch here. 20 years? 14 state tournament appearances? I mean, you're getting to the state tournament year after year after year. Uh, Let's see here. Listener text... What has been consistent in these high school programs? The coaching. That is correct. That is correct. Um, Listener text, you need good committed players. Listener text, you need good committed players. You need good committed coaches. I, I still believe a coach can impact the program not only that year, but, and as I said, for the future and continuously the coach impacts the program uh, more than the players. More than the players. They have a big role. A big role. Uh, listener text. Coaches rarely get out coached at the high school level. 
It's the players that get outplayed. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I've seen coaches get outcoached. I have seen coaches get outcoached. I, I really have. And maybe you haven't. I mean, it, have I seen players get outplayed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen it all. Um, so here's here's what it is. St. Thomas More, 15 state tournament appearances out of 20 years. 15 state tournament appearances out of 20 years. And I don't have the exact number for White River. It's got to be close. It's got to be close under head coach Eldon Marshall. That uh, So White River just all of a sudden now, they've had some great players, as I said. But um, it's it's the coaching. I really believe it. I really believe it. Eldon Marshall and White River, they don't just, like, grow basketball players, right? I think they develop players, and they get some good ones in there. I mean, Louis Krogman is one of the all-time great Class B players. But uh, it's been the coaching and the player development and the competitive tradition, winning, 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 building on itself. And I believe the same thing for St. Thomas More. Two programs, you can't beat them as far as state tournament appearances the last 20 years, and they're back there again. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. It's easier in the Catholic schools, private schools. Well, what about White River? Well, that's a real small community there, Nate. I hunt over that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, but, I think it's hard there. That, that's my point. I mean, I think well, it's no, hard. but there's not much else to do. And if you open a gym in a small town, holy smokes, you're going to fill it. Well, my, my example is but like, hey, what about Lyman County? Look at. Why, why isn't Lyman County good every year? Why River's good every year? Lyman County should be good. There's nothing else to do in Lyman County. No offense. No offense, by the way. You know what, Nate? And I can't say hunt and fishing because there's good in both spots. It's the <laughs> kids. I've been saying it for since the first day you started, what was that, five years ago? Yes, if you got you it. you don't have the kids, and I'm not talking about Billy that can do, uh, you know, one of your heroes. Uh, where does he jump from, like half court to stuff the basketball? And that's like, ooh, that puts you on top. Yes. You need a whole team. You need a whole team. Wayne Sullivan, another one. No, he don't make it to the Dome, but he's been to the Dome. And he, and you got to go through Tommy Moore, who they haven't found getting around winter, but that's all right. No, well, hey, that's another good Look point on the football side. No, here's another one. Winner on the football side, really, really good example. Really good. Blake Tiedemann, that was before your time. Tech grad, he'll tell you. That's all they do in winter. No, See, I remember that here where you got empty fields in winter, you got kids actually playing football, hitting the baseball, playing a little basketball. There's a, you know, you look at Travis King. It all starts with your program. Correct. Last five Correct. years, six years, first or second state. Correct. Correct. Uh, I, that's why I, I lean into the coaching. I, I, I really do. I lean into the coaching. Um, is, is I think it impacts more. Committed, if that coach isn't committed to the players, you know, Dave Hollenbeck, you say what you want. I've always liked him. He's the only coach that I ever saw that could coach his own kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't and talked to his kids about that. People can argue with me but... all day on that. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know the little secret. But honestly, Hollenbeck, 
the way he coached his kids and still had a relationship um, with how he treated his kids. By the way, 15 uh, state tournaments out of 20 years. That's that's a run. That's a run right there, Class A. Now, now people say, oh, they recruit. Well, who would you send to? Sullivan's poor problem is he ain't getting no big kids, but neither is Stevens or Central, so it don't matter. <laughs> well, and, and the recruiting thing, I think it's overplayed a little bit. Kids can go wherever they want. I mean, kids are obviously going to go wherever they want. Oh, I appreciate there's it, There's no commitment. There's no commitment. There's very little commitment from the kids right. you can send them you can send them to the academies and spend all that money on travel ball but if they don't know fundamentals by the time they get to high school you just wasted them now i got you man good to hear from me as always thanks right, for buddy. getting in all right thanks for uh, uh getting in let me know uh it's interesting vote a lot of votes we're getting up to 100 votes here 720-1067 it's something i thought about just uh through the evening here is i'd like and St. Thomas More boys, I mean, they're back at another state tournament. It's just like every year, White River, Class B, different schools, different areas, different classes. And that's why I say it, you know, it's not like I'm I'm picking out, well, you got this private school in a big town, and, and so, okay, that's why they're good. And it's like White River, good every year. St. Thomas More, good every year. What do you need in a program to be good every year? The players or the coaching? I'm going to tell you the longevity of Eldon Marshall and Coach Hollenbeck. That has impacted that program in a big, big way. In a big, big way. They've had great players. Don't get me wrong. They, they wouldn't win as much without the Krogmans, the Camerons. Uh, that's a White River. St. Thomas More, Ryder Kirsch, Duffy. Uh, Sky Warwick back in the day, Zach Finley, you remember these names, Kyle Doerr. Okay, you need players, but the coaching has impacted it to me in a bigger way. Um, listener text, good coaching programs that start to develop the players at younger grades. White River, they're ranch kids um, with great work ethic. Yes, yes, I would buy that. I would buy that. Um, 720-1067, we'll update it. What is more important in high school basketball? High school basketball. What's more important? Good players or good coaching? I just got a reply here. What's this say? It's the Jimmies and Joes, not the X's and O's. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm still going to lean into the coaching. I don't think you're going to win as much or as long without consistent coaching and player development. Not just like, hey, we got a good, you know, the cupboard is stocked. Because in high school, the cupboard gets bare. The cupboard just gets bare. You run into a couple of classes that are like, oh, these guys just aren't players, you know? So so then what do you do? All right. Uh, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Coaches. You're with that? Okay. What do you it's got? It's that simple. Uh, well, one the one example I want, I don't know about your area, but I've seen uh, you were talking about, and I don't know these different coaches. I've heard the name Sullivan and Holland. Others, back. But, yep. Yep. Um, have we had an example of where we've had a coach that coached for twenty years, and they're in the state? Oh, 15, 12, you know, thirteen, fifteen times out of twenty years, and then he retires or gets a promotion or a different school um, somewhere else. Yeah, similar. And then the, yeah. 
Yeah. And does the program usually suffer for a while until, I mean, sometimes you can pass it on to the next coach and some of the, uh, uh, mm. great example. Pride, okay. pride that's been instilled and the, uh, traditions that are there will stick by. But I'm going to I mean, say this. I'm going to say this because you said, do we have an example like a coach who went on a big run, consistency, and then and then not? Larry Luchins, Custer. Larry Luchins, all-time winningest coach, South Dakota basketball history. He was in Custer. I love the folks in Custer. The basketball program hasn't been the same. That that's that's a great point. That's that's what I'm saying. Right. I I see. It. The other thing is, you can't have all of the Jimmys and Joes every year. And usually it's a case of if you take a really good coach, he's going to have, he's going to elevate uh, in basketball all five of the players on the court at one time or right. all right. 12 or 15 on the bench. At, you know, they're all going to be elevated and be a better cohesive unit throughout playing the game rather than one good Jimmy and one good Joe that you've got an inside and outside game, yes. which will, yes. it, that can make it for it a can. while in a, can. in a high school game. But uh, generally, you don't you don't end up with as good of a, you don't end up with that 20-year program going Correct. to a state tournament Correct. 8, 10, 12 times right. unless you've got, right. and you also instill that, that same consistency. I know in football, one of the things that besides back in the day being able to recruit the Catholic school where I came from, they started their kids in third and fourth grade learning the fundamentals, but also learning the, the same system. language. Yep, yep, I got you on that. It is, yep. this is what, when you say hole two, everybody knows that's to the left side between the guard and the center, and hole four is between the guard and the, and you use all the same play numbers and play calling all the way through. By the time they get to high school, it's memorized. Yeah, I do it's think not, that can impact reaction. it. I think the smaller schools, yep. smaller programs, they can do that. They can do that. Yep. I, I do think that impacts it. Good question. Appreciate today. it, man. Thanks. Thanks for getting in. I, I I think he's right. I mean, he just he just laid it out there. Good coaches, good coaching can develop players and develop programs for years. Players impact. Hey, I got a really good. I got a Mister Basketball this year. Okay. When's your next Mister Basketball coming? When's your next Louis Krogman coming? There's there's. There hasn't been that many Louis Krogmans in White River. There's been some nice players. They got a nice one uh, this year in Cameron. He's going to be a SDSU player. Okay, He's a high-level player at White River. But you don't see that all the time. The program has still thrived with Eldon Marshall, the head coach of White River. Same story at St. Thomas More. All right, we'll update the poll on that. Good start on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show. I'm going to go to Mike McFeely live from Fargo, North Dakota. Is college sports at the D1 level? really changing with this new constitution i just saw a little headline on this today that's next you're listening to the nate brown show streaming live at foxsportsrapidcity.com and right here on 1067 fm and 1150 a.m fox sports rapid city Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Hanna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, 
Our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in the state. With great food, great service, and brand new TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house at Tin Lizzie. And now the countdown is on for one of the greatest sports events all year, the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Make plans now to take in March Madness at Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook. And dare to place your bet now from basketball to hockey. The game is on at Tin Lizzie Deadwood. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. We are getting started on a Wednesday on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm going to be off tomorrow. I'm going to be at the AA basketball tournament here in town, the Ice Arena at the Monument. So tomorrow we'll be off, but then uh, we're going to get back on Friday. We're going to get back on Friday. So little Thursday hitter for the state basketball tournaments tomorrow. Let's make it count today, man. We're packed. Rhino Halloran's coming up. Denver Post, Broncos beat writer, Jerry Brewer, NFL columnist, Washington Post, heavy hitters. And Mike McFeely, Inforum.com, columnist, podcast host. I mean, he does it all, I think. Mike McFeely's on live. Find his work, Inforum.com. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore inform. Mike McFeely just fresh off the Summit League basketball tournament here on the Nate Brown Show. Mike, thanks for the time. How are you? Well, I see what you did there. Um, You referenced Jerry Brewer and Ryan O'Halloran, who, by the way, is from West Fargo and who worked at the Forum for a while with me. Wow. Um, You referenced them as heavy hitters, and then you said, and also Mike McFeely. Yes. <laughs> and so you fit that category. That's what well, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. Apparently not. Oh. Apparently not. So I, you don't. <laughs> I got Syntax you in that category, matters, brother. Syntax you, matters. You so. kick off the show. That's the first thing you need to know right there. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about Summit League. Okay. You were just there yeah. covering North Dakota State. Um, it was a great game last night. The Bison and the Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits win it by six. They go 21 and 0 in the Summit League. So I'll ask you. How hard is that uh, over all the years you've covered this league, 21-0 and in this league? Well, I, I would say since it's never been done before, it, it, it must be really hard. <laughs> um, the best team that I covered at North Dakota State was the 2014 team that beat Oklahoma in the first round of the NCAA tournament um, and then got to play a second game. Uh, and that team was, was the best team I've seen. And it lost two games in the Summit League. Uh, it went 12-2 and two that year. And so what South Dakota State did 
it, it really is remarkable. I mean, it, if you can go, they haven't lost for three months. I yeah. mean, how do you not lose yeah. a college basketball game in three months? And I mean, it's not like the Summit League is the is the Pac-12 or the or the SEC or the Big Ten for sure. But Pretty I mean, good, when you're though. playing, yeah. oh, it's always fantastic. I mean, when you're playing two games a week and you're traveling to places like Macomb, Illinois, and and you know Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Fargo, North Dakota, and you're riding buses all over the place to not stumble even once and to always find a way to win ball games. It was very impressive, and I've seen South Coast State play many games this winter and, and a handful in person as well, just covering North Dakota State. But they, they were the best team in the league. Um, they, they were the, the most balanced. They were the deepest. They had the most talent. They had the, the, probably the, the two best players in the league in Doug Wilson and Baylor Shireman. And NDSU was not bad. I mean, NDSU is a pretty good mid-major Summit League team, and NDSU – Swung at him three times this year and lost to him three times this year. So, tip of the cap to the Jackrabbits. That's a that's a good college basketball team. Good mid major college basketball team. Okay, so I look at it. They're like forty five percent from three. That's number one in the country in, in the entire country. I just wonder can can they win in the tournament? Can they win in the tournament? Well, it, that all comes out to matchups, right? I mean, if if they get the wrong team that that they can't defend or that is just too big for them just you know can handle Doug Wilson in the post it can shut them down athletically on the perimeter. I mean Baylor Shireman's a great basketball player. I don't know that he's the most athletic basketball player in college today. And so uh NDSU actually yesterday did a pretty good job. I mean he he was struggling. That was uh, probably his worst game of the year from the field, although he did make a big shot toward the end. But if they run into the wrong matchup, I mean, there's a reason why these kids are playing at South Dakota State, right, Nate? I mean, you know, if if they would be playing in the Big Ten if they weren't playing, if they were good enough to play in the Big Ten, and so if they get the right matchup, sure they can win a game, absolutely. But there's also a chance they get the wrong matchup, and yeah. then things might get kind of ugly. It's and that look, they're, they're going to be a probably a 12 seed. It sounds like um, they've been a 12 seed before, and they've played pretty well, South Dakota State. But going back to North Dakota State, in 2014, they were a 12 seed. They played a 5 seed, and that's historically, of course, always the upset matchup in, in March Madness, right? Well, North Dakota State that year was a very veteran team, had a big guy in the middle, had guys who could shoot all around them. It just sounds familiar. Stop me. It's yeah. the <laughs> exact team that, that South Dakota State has. But they got a matchup in the first round against Oklahoma, which was a very talented team and went on, I think, the next year to get to the 16 or the 8. But that year, there were three freshmen on the floor. They were young. And so North Dakota State had a veteran team. They matched up against a young team. Buddy Heald was on that team okay. for Oklahoma gotcha. as yep. a freshman. And, and North Dakota State got them. I mean, they, they stayed close. They, Oklahoma couldn't hold the lead late in the game. And when they got to overtime, North Dakota State took it to them in overtime. And so they got the right matchup, and they won the game. Now, in the next round, they played San Diego State, and that was a blowout. I mean, and they just had so much length, so much athleticism, that even a really good mid-major team from Fargo had no chance. I talked to Saul Phillips the next day. I saw him in the hotel uh, as they were flying out, and I said, so, you know, in the first half there when you, and he stopped me and put up his hand and said, Mike, we could have played that team 100 times 
they were going to beat us 100 times. It didn't, it didn't matter what we did. They were just that much better than we were. And that's so, the thing. Yeah. South Dakota State, they were close, Mike, here years ago against Ohio State. That was with Mike Dom. You remember yep. that? Jackrabbits get in. Mike Dom is a great player. They almost got Ohio State. Couldn't quite get it done. So try to win their first game. It, it will be interesting, as you say, the matchup. Maybe a 12 seed for the Jacks. Mike McFeely was at the Summit League tournament. I saw this. 65,000 people attended the Summit League there in Sioux Falls over the duration of the tournament. That's the second most in the history of the tournament. What did you feel um, when it comes to crowd? Well, it was great. No, it was. it's fantastic. And, I mean, it was, what, they get 8,000 to 10,000 for the women's games, yeah, which was, is yeah. tremendous. Um, and the men's game, of course, last night was, it was rocking. Um, it had been a while. You know, obviously with NDSU football, they get things going pretty good in the Fargo Dome. That's loud inside there, but but uh, the Denny Sanford Premier Center yesterday, and against the, the Coyotes as well in the semifinals, it was loud, and it was fun. It was a great atmosphere. Um, I, I asked the commissioner, Josh Fenton, the incoming commissioner, Josh Fenton, in an interview I did with him, if, if you would ever think about looking around and maybe maybe looking to Minneapolis now that St. Thomas is in the Summit mm-hmm. League. And I thought, you know, I, it, it, Sioux Falls is great. But if the Summit League's goal is to try to be a, a bigger conference with a higher profile and sort of kind of try to become front of, of mind for people, you know, would moving it to Minneapolis, could that help it maybe get in the major media market, maybe make it feel more big time if they played in the Target Center? And Josh Fenton said, it's not probably going to happen <laughs> because, because it's just so good in Sioux Falls. And it comes down to money, frankly. They make so much money off selling all those 65,000 tickets over the three or four days. And they have great corporate sponsorship and community support. So it would be really hard to get it out of Sioux Falls. I would still like to think they would at least consider it if it would be a possibility if somehow the money could get matched up somehow. But I don't see it leaving Sioux Falls, Sioux, uh, frankly, anytime soon. Sioux Falls loves it. Mike McFeely on a couple more. I'll let him run. Inforum.com columnist uh, live. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore Inform. So quick one here. Speaking of, you know, the Summit League and, and South Dakota State getting into the tournament, I was talking about this with NCAA Division One new constitution and looking at changes. There was people talking about do we really need these automatic qualifiers into the men's basketball tournament, the Summit League, and these small conferences, you know, the big boys? Do we need those automatic qualifiers? And I asked USD's AD, I said, are you worried about that? He says, I, I really am. I really am with this uh, cha- these changes in D1. What do you think? I think it would, it would kill the tournament. It would kill the, the intrigue and the, the charm of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And I think there would be a, a danger there of, of damaging the brand. I hate that phrase, but I have to use it. And damaging interest. I mean, why would you, why would you kill the sacred cow? I mean, <laughs> the NCAA tournament is worth billions of dollars to the schools. And so why would you want to ruin that? With a 68-team tournament, there's enough spots that if you're good enough, you're going to get in. I mean, if, if you're a sixth-place Big Ten team you're still going to get in the NCAA tournament because you're the Big Ten. They, so they want I, even more money and more well, spots. No, of course you they know. do. No, of course, yeah. of course they yeah. do. I know why they do, but but it would be, I think, 
cutting off their nose to spite their face because if you don't have the the Summit League championships or the Northeast Conference championships or the Horizon League championship, you're just losing what the tournament's all about, and that's allowing the the have-nots, quite frankly, to get into the tournament and and maybe have a South Dakota State get matched up against a a team from a Power Five and 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 beat them. Oral Roberts last year, perfect example. I mean, it's, it's a private school and. Uh, not a public school, but it still was a small school, and they became one of the great stories of the tournament a year ago. I don't know why they would. Well, no, I, I do know why. Yeah, right. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I agree with don't. you. Though. I, I, yeah. hope, I hope they're smarter than that. Yeah, but I agree again, with you. I don't know that they are. Um, by the way, the memo went out. Speaking of that, Division One memo went out today to members, um, including those that may be contemplating reclassification to D one to say. Um, we may be changing like a lot of things about requirements and things like this. Some people think, Mike, it is they're going to look at subdividing Division One, basically even more than it is like Power Five, Group of Five. They're going to subdivide it even more. Do you buy it? How how could how could they along what lines? I've I haven't. You're coming at me blind here. I haven't seen the story or the memo. Yeah, so it just came know. out how, today. How would they divide I, well, more? a lot of people think they're like, hey, instead of the Power Five teams, we're going to grab some even more kind of out of the group of five. We're going to have like a Power 80, and then the rest of you guys are going to kind of be, yeah, the leftovers when you when you think in college football mainly. Well, and that's I mean that's what that's what the Power Fives want. But I suppose if they're looking at those those five conferences, are saying well. We're probably maybe going to need more than that because because we need somebody else to play. We don't we don't want to bash each other's brains in and the the schools in football like a like a Minnesota or an Indiana or an Illinois they need somebody to play that they can beat and so maybe that's where they're coming at it from that they have to they have to have the dregs of the of the big conferences find some way to get victories but that would benefit frankly a place like North Dakota State and South Dakota State. I mean that's kind of what I've been pushing for here for the last year and a half is North Dakota State needs to somehow get out of FCS because it's falling apart. But yeah, yeah. Well, you, Justin Sell said, if you bring in the MAC schools and the and the bottom half of the Mountain West schools or whatever it might be, then maybe that's a more attractive division to the to the top of FCS than what's currently out there. Yeah, I wonder. Justin Sell, AD at South Dakota State, a couple of weeks ago on the show said, "Hey, right now we're fine. At FCS, we're fine, but." There could be some changes coming. We're, we're always going to be um, looking at that. And, and this might be something, the D1 Constitution, um, getting tweaked as we speak. Mike McFeely on tonight. Thanks for the time, Mike. Good stuff talking Summit League and more. I appreciate it. You're not going to ask me about Carson Wentz, the um, hero of North Dakota? Yeah, North I know Dakota how you State. feel. I know how you feel. Um, <laughs> I know how you feel. Okay, really quick. Carson Wentz going to Washington. Good call. Well, I mean, the, the the fall from grace is the story. I mean, this guy was was a possible MVP in 2017, and if you read some of the stories that came out today, he is poison. He is kryptonite. The Colts dumped him just to get rid of him. I mean, he has, he has fallen from the the top of the mountain. This is his last chance it going is to the Washington Commanders. It's, yeah, it's it incredible, is and, and it's not just his performance; it's the fact that nobody likes him. His teammates don't like him. The coaches don't like him. The front office doesn't like him. It's just, my God, he must just be kryptonite. We'll we'll do a whole segment on that next time, okay? We'll do a whole segment. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. As always, good stuff. Uh, One of our favorite guests, Inforum.com, live. 
uh, from Fargo columnist uh, covering the Summit League yesterday, uh, last few days, McFeely underscore in forum. All right, we got to roll. We got to roll, man. We got a lot to cover. Ryan O'Halloran is in. What's the reaction in Denver? The Broncos have Russell Wilson. I woke up this morning. I thought it was a dream. Okay, all right. Sappy, sappy. I'm, I'm happy, okay? Ryan O'Halloran, Denver Post next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. It's been said many times that life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Have you been making plans to invest in new windows? Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows. It's that simple. And right now, Renewal by Anderson has an incredible financing offer. No money down, no interest, no payments for one full year, no payments for a year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. And remember, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday, it's Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Good stuff tonight. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for checking in with us live. Weekdays 4 to 6, Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Remember, you can catch the show on Twitter. We're live right now at Nate Brown Show. Bring us up on your phone, live stream it. Welcome into the studio. We got a lot of Broncos stuff up. We need to put up more even now. I mean, I was kind of laying low, you know, and just kind of going through the motions here the last six years and kind of like the, you know, what the Broncos were doing, but we're going to crank it up now. All right. Ryan O'Halloran is on tonight on the Nate Brown Show, which is on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran, DenverPost.com for the best coverage of the Broncos. Ryan, thanks for the time on a busy 24-hour stretch here. How are you? I'm good, Nate. Yeah, yesterday was uh, chaos. It slowed down a little bit today. I was wondering um, what your reaction is, okay? I I let there be some fallout. I said, well, I'm not going to hit Ryan yesterday, but I want to get his reaction here the next day. Now that you've looked back on this, I woke up this morning. I'm like, you know, it's a Broncos fan. I'm a fan, okay? You're a journalist, but I'm a fan. I said, Man, I can't believe it. They got it done. I was stunned yesterday. Uh, I'm still surprised today. What was your reaction? Well, you know, uh, surprised that it was uh, so quickly after Rogers announced his decision. But I think, uh, you know, the the misnomer out there is that they settled for Wilson. 
I think they were on parallel tracks in terms of uh, putting together deals for both players. And when it became clear probably last week in Indianapolis that Rodgers was, was staying put and, I, and he would not even become available, they moved to, they moved to Wilson and you know they had to you know they had to put together the right offer and they had to convince Wilson to waive his no trade. So it uh, came together you know yesterday afternoon and now we gotta we have to wait another week for it to become official. Okay, I, I look at it as say people are trying to debate if this was smart by the Broncos with the picks. Um, I'm not one of those guys. I, I said this is this is this is what they needed. End of story. That's where I'm at. But you tell me the story. No, I mean this is an arms race in this division. You're not going to win 17, 14, or you know whatever. You cannot run the ball and decide you're going to play defense. And you know when when a you know a, a, a tractor pull for lack of a better term. You know this is a Patrick Mahomes reign supreme. Justin Herbert is getting there. Derek Carr is more than serviceable and led his team to the playoffs. Broncos realize, hey, enough of going with these half measures at the most important position. Got to go all in to get to get somebody of Russell Wilson's uh, quality. You have to give up a lot, and you know the equivalent of a three first round picks, two actual picks, and then uh, tight end Noah Fant. But they also made this deal without giving up Pat Sertan and any of the receivers. So, you know, the cupboard is not empty, and they still have four picks in the top four rounds this year. So, uh, that's you know, the Von Miller trade comes back and helps them again. Uh, they, they still have that second. They still have that third. That's interesting. Four picks in the top four rounds for the NFL draft for the Broncos still after they give up uh, what they did to the Seahawks. So, I'll, I'll just say this. I think it, it was a mistake by the Seahawks, but what do you think their strategy was? Uh, starting over. I mean, they released Bobby Wagner later in the day. Uh, you know, the Jamal Adams trade really set them back. I mean, that cost them two first-round picks. And, you know, with, with John Schneider, the GM, Pete Carroll, the coach, you know, they said, hey, this was, a good, this was a good offer. Maybe they take a quarterback at nine. Maybe they try and get through the season with Drew Locke and, and, and reevaluate a better, potentially, a quarterback class in 2023. But... Uh, you know, they, they took it as far as I think they probably thought they could with Russell Wilson. And I think by the time, I, if, if I'm them, my plan would be draft well. And by the time these guys are ready to go, the Rams will be on the downslide. Ryan O'Halloran, DenverPost.com, Broncos beat writer. Huge, uh, huge day yesterday for the Broncos getting Russell Wilson. So I'm, I'm convinced Russell Wilson is a good leader and could be better for the Broncos locker room slash younger receivers than Aaron Rodgers. That's what I think. But what do you say? Um, you know, don't know. Uh, I think Rodgers, uh, you know, is probably more of the full roster guy. You know, Wilson, it's well documented after that Super Bowl loss. The defense was, wasn't happy with him. And, uh, you know, he had, he, in his last couple years in Seattle, he took some pokes at the offensive line and the coaching staff. You can't do that. I mean, do it privately. I mean, as much as I like like hearing it publicly because it's cool to write about, it doesn't it doesn't help you earn a lot of uh, equity. But I think he's going to be great for these young guys on offense, and there's a lot of them on offense. And you know, their reactions on social media over the last 30 hours have you know shown they're pleased with what's going on. Okay, so I look at it. What's next for the Broncos now? They make the blockbuster trade. Um, what do they need to build now with Russell Wilson there? Yeah, they got a lot of work to do, and, and they, they still they still got some cap flexibility, twenty six million. Uh, 
and they'll be able to spend a lot of that on free agents in-house and out-of-house because they don't have a first-round pick to pay. So, you know, to me, the number one priority next week is the offensive pass rusher, play opposite Bradley Chubb. Is that Bob Miller? I don't think it makes a lot of sense, uh, but one of those, got to figure out right tackle, got to decide who your inside linebackers are going to be amongst all those free agents that are uh, their contracts are up. They got to find a backup quarterback, and then you have to decide at tight end. Okay, is Alberto ready to be a number one? Is Eric Sauber going to be assigned to be the number two slash blocker? So, a lot of um, still a lot of work to be done. Okay, I look at the Broncos. They're instant contenders to me. That this gives the Broncos country folks that read your work hope here. You haven't had it for six years, but what's the win total over under if Ryan O'Halloran's setting the line? Um, I'd, I'd probably say 10. Uh, it's still The schedule looks a lot more manageable today than it did two days ago, you know. And uh, But these six division games, you know, maybe they're favored in two of the six. Uh, they won't be favored against the Chiefs. They won't be favored at L.A. or at Las Vegas, most likely. So, But um, they go to Seattle. They go to Jacksonville. They go to Tennessee. Those games, those are games they should win or, come, you know, maybe even be favored on the road. So, you know, uh, talking to a couple of executives yesterday, I said, rank the teams. They said, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. I said, rank the quarterbacks, and they're unanimous. Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, Carr. Mm. But one, mm. as one executive said, oh, those guys are in the top four. So this is a very fascinating division. That's interesting. That's interesting. I would not uh, put Herbert over Wilson right now, Ryan. I wouldn't do that right now. Well, um, you know, Herbert was probably better this past year uh, than, than Russell was, and he, he sort of limped to the finish line with that bad finger that he caught right, in the first right. two games of his career. But, you know, what the Broncos hope is that he will be uh, rejuvenated at his next stop, which is here in Capola Stafford or Brady or even a Kurt Warner and get, his team, get another team back to the Super Bowl. Okay, last one. I'll let him go. Ryan O'Halloran in. You covered Nathaniel Hackett, you know, uh, Jacksonville, when he was calling plays. And um, he didn't open it up. Like, I mean, he didn't like crazy open it up. We're going to throw it all over the yard. Now, Russell Wilson wanted to throw it all over the yard in Seattle. Pete Carroll didn't want to. That was a major thing, uh, according to reports, f- philosophies. So what's Nate Hackett and, and the new OC going to do here? Well, I think, I think you know, uh, Hackett has experienced it up in Jacksonville, that, that great season they had in 17. They, they did have an elite defense, and they had Leonard Fournette as their bell cow running back. But when they needed to throw it, I thought Blake Bortles did a nice job, even though some of the Denver media mafia think he's a joke. I, I disagree with that sentiment. I think Blake had a good season. Uh, but with, with the Broncos, Hackett and Wilson's got to be a partnership. And the Odell, you know, Wilson will have to adjust some of his game to the offense, and Nate will have to adjust some of his playbook to what Russell Wilson does well. The thing he does the best, he stretches the field. And that's what this team needs. I'll tell you, I'm excited for it. Broncos country has the quarterback, uh, the biggest signing since Peyton Manning, Ryan O'Halloran covering it, DenverPost.com. I just got word from your buddy, Mike McFeely. He was on right before you. He said, hey, man, O'Halloran's a heavy hitter now. He started up here. He started up here. I did. I was a junior in high school taking phone calls at the Fargo Forum. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you just wanted to make sure. Remember your roots. Remember your roots. Right. I do. I uh, do. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Nate. DenverPost.com. Broncos beat writer Ryan O'Halloran tonight. Find him on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran. 
Um, follow him there for Broncos coverage. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. Uh, interesting breakdown. Kind of get into the X's and O's now with Russell Wilson and what's he uh, mean to this Denver team. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I know I'm a Broncos fan, okay? You guys know this, but you, you can't tell me Justin Herbert is better than Russell Wilson. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Russell Wilson, a couple of Super Bowl appearances, nine-time Pro Bowler, really, really good numbers. He's been mobile throughout his career. Russell Wilson has done a lot more than Justin Herbert. What's Justin done yet? Did Justin and the Chargers make the playoffs here, or was I not, or did I miss that? What was that? Okay, so it's Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. That's what it is in the AFC West. That's that's really what it is right now. There, there's no doubt about that. All right, Ben Verlander is up next, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. What is the sticking point? to this Major League Baseball negotiation now. They're, they're throwing something new into the mix. They, they're moving on things, moving on things, moving. And now the owners are like, oh, yeah, we want this too. The deadline is tonight, they say. Where's Major League Baseball at? Ben Verlander next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Chance for scattered snow showers tonight, otherwise mainly clear skies and quiet. Lows zip down to about one above, winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet tomorrow, high of 31. 8 above tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. Mid-20s, Friday, much warmer on Saturday with highs in the mid-50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 14. I'm Tyler Hoglin and this is my wife Dee and we own D-Tie Vet Supply. Pioneer Bank has been very good to us. All our banking was with Pioneer Bank. What you find oftentimes in big corporate banks is they don't allow people to run their business the way that it should be ran. And without a doubt, it's been just an easy, easy relationship with Pioneer Bank. Very easy. Yeah, we support them because, you know, they support us. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. 
Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live. Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember the podcast that will be out there tonight. The Nate Brown Show podcast when you can't listen to everything live. I mean, you've got a life, you know, and you got stuff to do. Well, catch the podcast when you walk the dog, whatever, right? The Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it where you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. We're out there. The Nate Brown Show podcast is out there. So is the Flippin' Bats pod. Flippin' Bats podcast. Great Major League Baseball podcast with Ben Verlander, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. On a grinder Wednesday. That's what I'll call it now with the latest I just saw from Major League Baseball. Find Ben on Twitter at Ben Verlander. And he joins us on the Nate Brown Show. Ben, you sounded dejected off the air. Normally, I don't reveal this. You know, I was like, hey, Ben, how you doing? You're like, uh, I'm all right. So so you tell me how you're doing. Yeah, you know, it's just, I mean, not great. <laughs> um, it's tough. This has, been, this has been mentally draining. I'm obviously really invested in it and have been, you know, keeping up with every single thing I possibly can. And at the end of the day, just want my favorite sport back and it's now going to be even longer and it's just frustrating to see it all happen okay so i've been doing a show for an hour i think i just saw this is it another week delayed did did they do it what till april 14th yeah they they can't another another two week or another two series so another week and april april 14th is now now the the scheduled start date okay what do you think of these the owner implemented deadlines we had one before leaked into the next day nothing done then they're like oh now now the deadline again here is is tonight what do you think of these deadlines yeah well one i i think we need to stop calling them deadlines um they you know they like to call them that and then you know they just get pushed around to whatever you want and then today we apparently had a deadline to play 162 games and start the season on April 7th. And then, you know, the players come back with a counter proposal, which the league just walks away from and says they're canceling another two weeks in the regular season, can't start until April 14th. So how is that? So if they had accepted that deal, it would have started on April 7th. But since they didn't and they're walking away from the table, now it's not possible for the season to start until April 14th. Like, I just don't understand these deadlines and all these. I don't understand any of this. I know it's just a lot lot of frustration all around. Okay, I want to get into this. Ben Verlander on, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. The latest news, uh, another two series postponed to the regular season, so the first day they would get going is April 14th. Um, One other thing's getting thrown into this. Baseball fans or casual sports fans probably looking at it like, Wait, now they're talking about an international draft and and the Major League Baseball owners want an international draft. The players aren't sure. Explain that big picture. 
Yeah, you know, one, apparently the international draft has been brought up in in previous proposals throughout these negotiations over the course of the last month. Apparently it's been brought up and the players just immediately shoot it down and every counter proposal doesn't have it. And now we started getting closer and closer today, money-wise, and then it apparently became a big deal and basically... We're, you know, we're not willing to continue unless we figure out how to handle this um, international draft. And they basically gave the players an ultimatum, three, three different options. The players said no and gave another option, and that's what was walked away from. But the international draft is essentially, you know, they, they want to create a draft for Latin, uh, for Latin players, basically, for all international players. And, um, you know, it's a very polarizing thing for, especially for players in the Latin community. They're, they're very, you know, it's a very tough topic for them. They don't exactly know how they want to go about it. But David Ortiz came out and said today, like, hey, you know, I don't think this is smart. I'm not totally against it forever, but we need to, we need to take our time here and figure this out. Like, why would we just, why are we throwing this in right now and just trying to rush it? Like, this, this needs to take time. So, so we do it right because nothing like that has ever been set in place. Yeah, and now, now we're here, and the international draft is what burnt this all to the ground. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. I've been following this, too, not as closely as you, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, wait, now that's a thing? The international draft's like a big thing in the negotiations? It apparently was for the owners uh, today. And so this all brings up to me. Now, I'm just a simpleton. I'm looking at it, I'm saying, I'm getting a little worried that the owners are bringing this up and bringing that up. There's still a gap in the competitive uh, luxury tax there, I think, the competitive balance tax. I think there's a, a, a gap remaining there. And so I worry, Ben, it's like, are the owners really going to try and break things down here a little bit? It feels like there's always something. Yeah, it, yeah. It's close, you know, how many times now we've heard twice over the past week and a half that man things are getting really close a deal could be done and then there's something that we didn't even know about that comes along and and breaks it all up and it's like okay well why why is this happening and you just start to wonder like okay the more games that are canceled the more it helps them like what what are we really like how how are we just now hearing that the international draft is a big deal today, right now. How is that happening? I don't understand. You know, the only thing that makes sense is they're fine pushing games off. Okay. Um, do you believe, you know, I look at this, I say they were breaking down why owners are okay with these early games being canceled, so to speak, if that's the case, because the TV contracts uh, nationally, they're really all made money in the postseason. That's heavy, heavy postseason dollars. So that's the national contracts. A lot of the regional stuff, they're like, yeah, those that stuff, you, we don't have to start kicking back rebates on any missed stuff till after 25 games. So, how much do fan or how much do the owners really need to get started? That's that's what I'm thinking. Is like, I don't know. They probably need fans in the gates, but they don't get as many in April. So, is this May? Yeah, you know, one thing that I keep holding on to hope of is is. You know, April 15th is Jackie Robinson Day. And if if we were to miss that because of this, um, you know, the the game will be fine. You know, we get to April we get to April 14th and games are canceled. Okay, so we're missing two two weeks of baseball. That's not the end of the world. But if you start missing like big important things because of this, like 
you know, that's when it starts getting hairy. And and to be honest with you, it's only going to get more difficult now. Like now you have to work. Now you have to. Players have said all along they're not going to play unless they're paid for 162 games. And now there's not going to be 162 games played. So what do you do with all of that? It's just going to get messier and messier now. And and I, you know, I, I am worried, but I, I'm hopeful that they figure it out to get on the field for Jackie Robinson. Day. Okay, so uh, Ben Verlander on tonight, flipping bats pod, Fox Sports Major League Baseball analyst. They've gotten better on the minimum salary. They've gotten better on a lot of the stuff, and that's why I feel like. Well, we're we're getting closer, and then and then all of a sudden not. So I'm going to uh, look at this and say, Major League Baseball players, are they still going to hold firm? That that's what I want to know with with their side of things. What do you think is most important to them? Is it the competitive balance tax? Is it that piece right now? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I, I think this whole international draft thing just got thrown on them today and and i will say they've done an incredible job of staying together and staying connected but you have to know there's guys that are like let's just go like i'll do like let's just go um but they have done a good job of staying together on social media nobody's come out and said hey i i just want to play like let's just sign it nobody has said that so they've done a great job staying unified um, so it's tough to tell to them. It, it seems like they're sticking, they're all sticking up for each other. You know, um, a lot of the American players were sticking up for the international players today saying this is important to them, meaning it's important to all of us. And they held out for what they believed in and, and they've certainly stayed strong here. Ben Verlander is on it. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Verlander. We want baseball getting going, but it's pushed back to April 14th as of now. The negotiations have gotten hot and heavy, but uh, not heavy enough. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports MLB analyst. Ben, always good, man. We'll be in touch. Thanks a lot. Sounds good. Thanks, mate. Appreciate the time. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports Rapid City. Find him on Twitter at Ben Verlander. Fox Sports uh, National Major League Baseball analyst, Flipping Bats podcast. Oh, boy. Um, is this, when is this, uh, are we getting into the territory where it's like, Are people getting ticked off yet, meaning the casual sports fan? Is the casual sports fan kind of getting annoyed, ticked off? Ah, Major League Baseball, what a bunch of doofuses. You're starting to get, you know, it probably depends on the day. (laughs) It's like, I'm having a pretty good day. Yeah, we'll have baseball. April 14th, they'll come back. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. Then the next day, something else happens. You spill your coffee. Man, those morons. What a bunch of morons, you know? I, I don't know. I'm trying to find that balance. Like, is, is Major League Baseball, you know, getting into that territory where people are going to be upset? Because I looked at this, okay? The peak of Major League Baseball, what year do you think it was? Viewership. What year do you think it was? The peak. Because after the strike of 94-95, it went down then it went up every year. It went up every year. Went up big with Sammy Sosa, McGuire, the whole thing. There was a lot of viewership, you know, Bonds and, and his run. Okay. 2008. 2008 was the ultimate peak of Major League Baseball viewership. I was breaking this down with our guy, Travis Sochik. He's a great Major League Baseball writer. 
and he looked at the he put it together a graph of all the ratings and, and the interest. 2008 was the peak. What do you think's happened since then? A decline every year. Major League Baseball viewership has declined every year since the peak of 2008. And then you're wondering, are they going to have something like the the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run race to bring fans back in and, and get another peak? I don't think so. So so it's been going down, and then they throw in this mess, and I think we got uh, some issues. I think we got some issues. Major League Baseball, they're not going to – I don't think it's going to have another peak. We've seen it, and now we add this to the mix. I think it's a bad deal. Into the drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show this Wednesday. Um, I want to get to this. Five questions from Chris. You know that. Hey, do you know this? Chris, loyal listener, we started this segment last week. He's given me five questions every week, and they're just random, random. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? What did this, this? I, I got five in front of me. I'm going to answer them. Some, some South Dakota stuff, some Husker stuff. I, I see this. Okay, five questions from Chris. Rapid fire answers from me on the way. And our question of the day, let's get it up there. Let's get it updated. What's more important in high school basketball? Our state tournaments are starting. So I ask you, what's more important in high school basketball? Good players or good coaching? What's your answer? 720-1067 will give you mine and the update next. This is the Nate Brown Show. It's been said many times that life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Have you been making plans to invest in new windows? Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows. It's that simple. And right now, Renewal by Anderson has an incredible financing offer. No money down, no interest, no payments for one full year, no payments for a year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. And remember, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Listen to what your friends and neighbors are saying about Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Steve Borkert, Rapid City. Been using Anytime Auto now for several years, actually. Heard uh, their ads on the radio and thought I'd try them out. Turns out that it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, Came in for an oil change. Oil change was done easily and quickly. Uh, My son has had his oil changes done here also, but he also had shocks and struts put on. Great pricing, great work. Uh, I've had new tires put on, and i got to tell you, the tires are amazing. Uh, And the pricing here is as good, if not better, than any place you're going to find in Rapid City. And again, everybody is very friendly and, and courteous and is above and beyond. We'll never take our vehicles anyplace else but Anytime Auto Sales. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. You've got big plans for your new home. At Highmark Federal Credit Union, they have small rates to make it happen. Save money with their construction loan rate special now through April 30th. Right now, they're offering special financing as low as 2.99% APR and no down payment. Let's get to work building you a home as unique as you are. Apply for your construction loan today at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of their branches to let them save you money on the plans for your new home. 
Your number one place in Rapid City for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament should be Poor 54. With special hours just for the tournament, they'll be opening early and they'll have all of the games at the Poor 54 Sports Zone upstairs. With 54 tabs, your favorite local and regional beers, plus Detroit-style pizza, wings, pretzel board, and more, Poor 54 is your home for March Madness. Every game is on at Poor 54. To see what they have on tap right now, visit poor54.com. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports. Hey, welcome back in. How are you doing today? Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Tomorrow I'm out. Um, I'm going to be at the state AA tournament here in town. Stevens Central Girls kick off the uh, coverage here on Fox Sports Rapid City. 145 tip off tomorrow. I got some plans tomorrow, man. It's high school. It's high school tournament time, huh? All right. We'll we'll get back on Friday. Okay. So a little Thursday uh, state tournament time here, and we'll have the game. Central Stevens girls tomorrow, 145 live on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll be back on Friday. So here we are in the drive at five on an interesting Wednesday. Jerry Brewer is going to join us. Washington Post national columnist, one of the best writers in the country. He's covered sports a long time. Jerry Brewer on Carson Wentz to Washington. Yes, Washington Post columnist Jerry Brewer on Carson Wentz to Washington. Jerry's based in Seattle, so he covers the Seahawks out there too. What's the Seahawk reaction here, Seahawk fans? I mean, this has got to be a tough one. That's got to be a tough one. I'm on the good side of this. The Broncos, my Broncos are set. I mean, I love the Russell Wilson pickup. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, What's the reaction in Seattle? Jerry Brewer's coming up. Dave Hollenbeck's on the way this hour as well. He's the head boys basketball coach, St. Thomas Moore. I started the show with um, what's more important in high school basketball here in South Dakota? What's your answer to the question of the day? What's more important in high school basketball? It's a tough question. Good players or good coaching? The reason I ask that, I look at uh, programs like White River in Class B boys. They get to the state tournament almost every year. There's White River, middle of South Dakota. I mean, how do they do it? I believe, I believe it's the coaching, the player development, the competitive tradition. It all builds. It's not just, hey, we have some good players here. Somehow, some way, White River has all the good players, huh? Somehow, some way, St. Thomas Moore, who's in the state tournament next week in the Class A tournament, St. Thomas Moore has been in the state tournament 15 out of the last 20 years. St. Thomas Moore has been in the state tournament 15 out of the last 20 years. They just have the better players than other Class A schools. <laughs> I, I I don't buy it. Um, so so I'm going to say the coaching impacts high school basketball so huge, so huge. You got to have players, and White Rivers had a lot of good ones. St. Thomas Moore has too, but the but the longevity, the consistency, the coaching, the player development, the competitive um, tradition, 
the younger kids looking up and trying to get to that level, it all adds up then, yeah, we just had a couple of good classes here. That doesn't build for 20 years. Um, here's the answer, though. Look at this. Uh, your your answers are, we got, let's see, over 100 votes now. 55% say the most important thing, high school basketball, good players. 55% say you have to have good players. 45% say you need the good coaching. Um listener text creating a culture and developing talent certainly a massive part of coaching but you give me the better players and i'll give you the better coach hmm listener text uh, reacting to that having that coaching ability to consistently put all staters on the floor is a testament to coaching Correct, correct. Interesting, interesting. Uh, listener text 720-1067. How you can answer it? It's an easy one. Uh, Nate, it's coaching, period. Coaching, period. Interesting. Okay. All right. I say it's coaching in high school basketball. I do. I say it's coaching. Let's get to it. On a Wednesday, it is your favorite and mine. The random five questions from Chris. Chris, one of the top Fox Sports Rapid City listeners. He texts in the question. Day after day, I said, "Hey, Chris, I need five. Give me five each week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it. Okay, I'm gonna give the answers, the rapid fire answers. Five questions from Chris on a Wednesday. Let's do it. First one: What professional sports team has the best uniforms? I've got. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go a couple of a pro, couple of pro. I know you said pro sports team, but two pro, one college." See if I see if you can find a trend here. Number one uniform in sports is the Yankees. The Yankees. What? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not into the new age stuff. I'm not into the flashy stuff. I'm not the pinstripes, the Yankees logo. End of story. End of story. Yankees won. Let me go with another pro sports team. It's a close one. It's close. Steelers. I mean the Steelers, Unis. I mean, the Steelers unis, the logo on one side of the helmet, the black and yellow. The Steelers are going to be in at number two, and I'm going to throw in a college for best uniform. They're right up there. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. The Golden Dome. The Golden Dome. The gold. I mean, they have actual gold in their helmets. Not back in the day with Rudy, okay? But they actually have gold in their helmets. Yankees, Steelers, Notre Dame, best uniform. So, so what what category do you put me in? I, no, I I don't like the Memphis Grizzlies uniforms. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, I don't like the Raptors uniforms. Okay, I, I don't like pretty. I don't. <laughs> I want vintage. I want the real deal. I want old school. The real deal. Original. Original. Um, qu- five questions from Chris. Do you think the Huskers and Buffaloes? Regret moving to the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So the so the Huskers were in the Big 12, Big 8, Big 12. They go to the Big Ten. It's been a tough road, especially in football and basketball, frankly. Huskers go to the Big Ten. Colorado Buffaloes, that was a great rival. That was a great rival, the Huskers and Buffaloes. Some great games back in the day. They go to the Pac-12. Um, I don't believe they regret it. I don't believe they regret it. Colorado kind of fits the Pac-12. The Buffaloes, Boulder, they just kind of fit the Pac-12. 
And by the way, the Huskers, why don't they regret the Big Ten move, whether it's whether it's hurt them in football or not competitively? Take a look at that bankroll. Take a look at that bankroll. I mean, you look at the Huskers. They got money coming out their ears. They got it coming out their ears. The Big Ten is going to negotiate a TV deal to cover their games for $1 billion a year. They split up that $1 billion. That's just a chunk of change. That's why the Huskers, from the academic side to the brand, the brand and the dollars, they don't regret going to the Big Ten. Um, another question, with Las Vegas being the new spot to have a pro sports team, which league should go there first? Which league should put a new team in Las Vegas? So here's what we've got in Vegas. we got a WNBA team coached by Rapid City's own Becky Hammond. Going to coach the Las Vegas WNBA team. That's good stuff. So you got WNBA women's pro basketball. you got hockey in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights have just been unbelievable. You know what would make sense to me to have a pro sports team in Vegas? You know what it feels like? It feels like entertainment. It feels like stars. It feels like guys that could, I mean, they would be big, right? What pro sports team should be in Las Vegas to fit the entertainment capital of the world? It is the NBA. It is the NBA. Major League Baseball kind of reminds me of Diamondbacks. It's hot. Are we going to have to play indoors? It's nice in Vegas, but we got to go indoors because it's too hot. Summer. NBA. Stars. Faces. Entertainment. Fast-paced. NBA should go to Vegas, and I think they will. Um, By the way, here's one in South Dakota right here. Chris, question. Are you surprised Augustana is starting a hockey team, NCAA hockey team, or are you more surprised SDSU and UST don't have one? SDSU and USD already stretching the limit a little bit on the finances. I mean, they got a lot of sports. Look at SDSU, South Dakota State. They have a lot of sports at the D1 level to fund. They got to raise private scholarship money. You can't get any from the state here in South Dakota, so it's all private and sponsorships. They got a lot to, to cover there. Augustana, private school can use dollars differently. I think it makes sense. They're like, hey, we want to go D1 eventually in basketball too, so we're going to start with hockey and have that window in place of these major brands up in this area. UND, Denver, Augustana fills that gap. I think it's a smart move. Not too surprised they can do a little bit more with the dollars on the private side. We don't quite, uh, that SDSU and USD can't. Final Questions from Chris on a Wednesday. Do you think the Arizona Coyotes will be playing NHL hockey in Phoenix? Um, I don't know if you noticed, they haven't had any uh, fans. I've been following this. They had like 5,000 fans or something like that at their games in Phoenix for an NHL hockey game. They will be playing in Arizona. They'll be playing, but they got to move to another facility they got to go to, like, Arizona State. It just turns out hockey in Arizona hasn't been great. By the way, it kind of reminds me of, like, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay doesn't follow some of their sports like the Rays. Arizona's had a tough time with baseball. Not great. Hockey, not great. They like their NBA with the Phoenix Suns. They like their Cardinals with the NFL. It's interesting. They haven't got it done with hockey and baseball. 
Arizona will have an NHL team, but boy, they're on thin ice, so to speak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That wasn't planned. Pun not intended. They'll be they'll be there in Arizona. I don't know how long. Five questions from Chris. I love it. On a Wednesday, we're back with national columnist for the Washington Post, Jerry Brewer. What is Seattle thinking now that they lost their star quarterback, Russell Wilson? I mean, he's the guy. He's Mr. Seattle, and now he's Mr. Denver. Russell Wilson of the Broncos, what are they saying in Seattle? Jerry Brewer is in Seattle right now, and he's next. This is the Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Chance for scattered snow showers tonight. Otherwise, mainly clear skies and quiet. Lows zip down to about one above. Winds out of the west, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet tomorrow. High of 31. 8 above tomorrow night. Partly cloudy skies. Mid-20s. Friday, much warmer on Saturday with highs in the mid-50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 12. Your number one place in Rapid City for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament should be Poor 54 with special hours just for the tournament. They'll be opening early and they'll have all of the games at the Poor 54 Sports Zone upstairs. With 54 taps, your favorite local and regional beers, plus Detroit-style pizza, wings, pretzel board, and more, Poor 54 is your home for March Madness. Every game is on at Poor 54. To see what they have on tap right now, visit poor54.com. We've got Menhold Madness at Denny Menhold Toyota. And getting a great deal this month is more than just a hoop dream. Choose from our selection of certified Toyotas and get 2.99% APR on certified RAV4, Tacoma, Corolla, Highlander, and Camry. Plus, if you're trading in a Toyota that we can certify, you'll get a chance to make five free throws, each one worth $100. Hit all your shots and receive an additional $500 for your trade. Check out DennyMenholdToyota.com for more details. The South Dakota Lottery is all about good fun. But too much fun is not good fun, like too much ice cream. Brain freeze is not fun. Or roller coasters. Good fun! Or lottery games. Too much fun is not good fun. That's why the South Dakota Lottery reminds you to always play only for fun. And if you can, help is available and always confidential. Because too much fun is not good fun. Play responsibly. Keep the fun good. Learn more at keepthefungood.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show and the Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. For your next pre-owned vehicle, take a look there first, summitautogrp.com. You can do it right now on your phone, summitautogrp.com. Take a look. Pre-owned selection and Carbine truly built around you with their approach. Find out what the Summit difference is like. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Nate Brown Show and the Drive at 5. Wow, I'm taking some grief here on my um, teams that I said have the best uniforms in sports. Taking a little bit of grief for my own family here. I'm getting messages on my phone here. 
And I get messages from you, the listener family as well. Take, <laughs> I'm just getting grief. Best uniforms in sports. What's your problem? I said Yankees, Steelers, and Notre Dame. Top three. Is there kind of a theme there? What's my theme? I like original. I like old school. We're not going to change the real deal. Yankees, Steelers, Notre Dame. Okay? And I'm getting grief about that. How? How? What do you like, this new stuff? Like all this fancy stuff? No. Um, Jerry Brewer's on tonight. Washington Post national columnist. Find him on Twitter at Jerry Brewer. And he joins us live. A lot of things popping in the NFL. Russell Wilson to Carson Wentz today. Jerry, thanks for coming on. How are you? I am disturbed, Nate. I oh, mean, come on. I, I have this come picture. On. I have this picture of you wearing a um, a white T-shirt and khaki pants every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just too boring? Just too boring for you? Uh, okay. Yeah, best too boring. Un- best uniform in sports. Do you have it? What is it? You know, I don't even, you know, I don't know. I mean, um, it's kind I'm of a really, tough question. I, I really like it is a tough question. I, I really like what the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, did with theirs, especially their blue jerseys. Oh, uh, oh. you know, old school, old school Michael Jordan era Chicago Bulls. That, okay. that was pretty sweet. Okay. Uh, or, Orlando Magic and the Shaq and Penny days. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. See, you you go old uh, school. Why not the Yankees? Come on. Frank Thomas, Frank Thomas era Chicago White Sox when they did their rebrand which they they still um are pretty much working off of like that's that that's kind of what i'm feeling <laughs> all right by the way i i don't wear khaki pants every day okay i'm a radio guy i don't have to <laughs> uh, i don't have to uh i want to i want to get to this so you're in seattle you've been in seattle a while um russell wilson gets traded to my denver broncos i mean i i feel like it's a dream man i've just been unbelievably pumped i told my family last night boom we're going to a couple of Broncos games, we're ready. I'm re-engaged. I'm just hyped. But I say I'm on the good side of this. What is the reaction in Seattle just the last 24 hours? Uh, somber. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you never want to lose the best quarterback you've ever had when he's still got life in his arm. So, um, But this has been kind of going this way for more than a year, so I think a lot of people – are relieved that they're not being held hostage by speculation and rumor anymore. Um, there are people who are frustrated uh, at both the organization for letting it get this to this point and at the star for uh, clearly not being engaged and, and, and wanting to go elsewhere. But, uh, you know, I think people in Seattle are, are, are taking it in stride. It's the best era that they've ever had. They, they got that Super Bowl, and, and they were able to beat the, the Broncos in getting it. Uh, ever since they lost the next year in Super Bowl 49, with Russell throwing that interception at the goal line uh, late in the game, it's, it's felt like they have been trying to redeem themselves. And mm. I think that became suffocating, and then it especially became difficult uh, after the Legion of Boom era ended and Russell was left to kind of carry things on his own, which always happens when you have a high-paid quarterback and a team that needs to turn itself over. And they had kind of gotten to that point where 10-6, and 11-5, and five, you know, I guess you say 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six now in the 17-game schedule, 
was kind of who they are. And I think people are interested in seeing if they can build this thing all over again so that they can build a dominant team. Uh, who knows if Pete Carroll, who's, who's going to be 71 this year, will be around to see it. But I think a lot of people are, are really interested in a new era of Seahawks football because they knew that they were just maintaining, uh, even though they had Russell Wilson. Did Jody Allen side with Pete Carroll instead of Russell Wilson? No, I, I mean, I don't think that she looked at it in terms of, of one or the other. I, I think you just looked at it. At, um, I don't think people quite understand, and it hasn't been reported out perfectly yet, uh, because Russell didn't want to upset the fan base here, just how difficult it was um, for him to engage. He just clearly was, he wanted to do things another way. And he wasn't going to go back to what had been successful for them, say, the first seven, eight years of his career here. So uh, when you have that, base of knowledge that it just wasn't going to get better and you could have changed the coach you could have changed the GM but you were either going to do it Russell's way and only Russell's way or you were going to have to protect the organization and try something new uh, I think the option um, was very clear in which direction they should go and I think most franchises in this situation as hard as it is to, to trade a franchise quarterback, I think most organizations uh, would have made this decision as well based on the specifics of Seattle's situation. Jerry Brewer on tonight, uh, national columnist, Washington Post, here on the Nate Brown Show, talking Russell Wilson out of Seattle to Denver. Last one here on Russell. Is he going to uh, be the real deal in Denver? People are debating, like, I finally missed some games last year, the hand. Uh, Russell's on the downside. I don't know if he's way on that downside, uh, Jerry. I think he's still on. He's starting the downside, but but I think he's still going to be the real deal. What do you say? Hey, he's still easily a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure that that he will be able to consistently be, say, a top three quarterback like he had been a few years back. Uh, the hand injury was a freak thing. I wouldn't worry about him being necessarily injury prone. Spends a million dollars a year on his body. Uh, is is credit incredibly diligent uh, about his training. I think he'll be fine there. You know, mentally, he's one of the strongest athletes in sports. Uh, so there's some life left. I mean, I've I've seen some some signs of slippage in him for certain. And also, like the, the question becomes with Russell. How perfect does the system need to be around him? Um, because he's not a guy that I would want Nate to, to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game with regularity. He wants to be that guy because yeah. he sees Mahomes and Joe Burrow and others doing that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that the 5-11 thing is real, and you have to scheme around that. And there are certain throws, especially over the middle of the field, that he absolutely can't make because uh, he can't see. <laughs> um, so, uh, obviously, because he's been short of his entire life, he has been able to transcend that, and he is a great player. Is Denver getting him at the peak of his prime? Absolutely not. Um, but 
how you know how, how much more is left there like i i'm i'm not i'm not certain on how much absolute stardom is there but i know for a franchise that uh, has had five losing seasons uh, hasn't been to the playoffs since Peyton Manning left uh it's clearly you know by far the best quarterback they've had since then and he moves the needle i mean you're talking about yeah. a team that uh you know was hovering around you know up and down right around 500 last year Russell Wilson gets you a couple more victories for certain and the great thing about him uh he never quits he never quits and so if you're close in the fourth quarter more times than not Russell Wilson is going to find a way for you to win those games so the AFC West is going to be absolutely ridiculous with him there and the other talented quarterbacks in the conference Jerry Jerry Brewer on right now, Washington Post national columnist. So you cover the Washington Commanders as well. You've seen uh, this uh, quarterback situation develop there, and they're like, okay, we need a quarterback. It looked like they wanted Russell Wilson, couldn't get him. Now they get Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz to Washington. What should we think? Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) That's not much. All right. Not much. You, you talk about a team that does. You talk about a team that doesn't have good uniforms. You know that their new uniforms would definitely not make your top five. <laughs> and Carson Wentz is not going to look good in that uniform. I don't think. I, I mean, the way that is he better than Heineke? I don't know. Uh, yes. Oh, is uh, he? He's better than Heineke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But see, Carson Wentz is kind of the guy. Um, his talent is still there. It's it's a bit diminished since the injury. But you just kind of worry. Uh, in Philly, he leaves, and the locker room, half of the locker room was kind of against him. In Indianapolis, you know, he goes there, he gets back with, with, with Frank Reich. Frank couldn't fix him, and he leaves there, and, like, the locker room in Indianapolis was happy to see him go. Yeah. There's, like, something that's, that, that's missing there. And, and he has incredible personal character. But you start to wonder if football character in terms of doing what the coaches ask, in terms of trusting your teammates, in terms of not going your own way when things get difficult. Uh, those are questions that he has to answer. He's 29 years old now. And uh, is he a guy that you can win with, or is he a guy that's good enough to get you fired? Um, if I were Ron Rivera coming off of you know two straight losing seasons to start your tenure i'm not sure i would want to hitch myself to that wagon but the one thing you have with him is you don't have to worry about talent but can you fix his mind and is he resourceful when things get difficult those are the questions about carson wentz and you know we'll see if he can answer them Okay, here's my final uh, thing on this. So Wentz goes to Washington, and now Indianapolis like needs a QB. Maybe they'll go get Jimmy G. Some people have thrown around, can Indianapolis go get Kirk Cousins? I, I think Cousins is going to stay in Minnesota ultimately, I think, Jerry, but this kind of shows us. There's Russell Wilson to Denver. Here's how much it takes. Wentz to Washington. Cousins lands in the middle, right? Right. Uh, right. Exactly. I mean, you you get more for for Kirk Cousins than than um, than, than you got for for Carson Wentz. Um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, if they're going to trade for a quarterback, would make a lot more sense uh, in Indianapolis. He's 
the next level of player. He's better than than Cousins is. Um, although Cousins is a lot is a lot more um, uh, efficient and uh, isn't as prone to just just the terrible, terrible, terrible games and interceptions as as Garoppolo is. But in Jimmy Garoppolo, you're talking about someone who um, played very well and helping the team get to a Super Bowl and. Uh, you know, if the 49ers don't drop an easy interception, they go back to the Super Bowl for the second time in, what, three three years? Yeah, um, with Jimmy, yeah. And with Jimmy. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a quarterback who can reflect at a high level the talent you have around you, you, you would, you know, he would be at the top of your list. It's just a matter of what's he going to cost you. Uh, and, and also, you know, the, the one thing if you're trying to, debate between a Cousins and a Garoppolo. Um, what is Kirk Cousins' greatest ability? Availability. Yep. You know, I mean, what the, the only time he, he lost action was, um, you know, because of COVID. Um, I mean, he, he has been incredibly durable, even though he's a smaller in stature um, compared to some other quarterbacks. He's been incredibly endur- durable his entire career. And we also know he's a high character guy as well. It just if you're trying to sell someone, I'm not sure that he moves the needle quite like a quarterback uh, who has led a team to a Super Bowl. Tell you the quarterback market's been moving now, been popping a little bit. Russell Wilson, the big one to Denver. Aaron goes back to Green Bay. Wentz to Washington. Now still some teams need them. Steelers, Colts. Um, what are we gonna do? Jerry Brewer on tonight washingtonpost.com for all of his work jerry always great thanks for coming on oh anytime my pleasure appreciate the time good talking to him all the time love that uh washingtonpost.com national columnist jerry brewer on tonight follow him on twitter at jerry brewer all right all right good stuff good stuff I got to go with Dave Hollenbeck next st thomas moore head boys basketball coach they're in the state a tournament for the 15th time in the last 20 years. 15th time in the last 20 years. Dave Hollenbeck is coming up first. A quick hitter call. Thanks for getting on. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Hey, real quick, um, with the whole uniform, best uniform in sports. Oh. Like, um, hockey. That's some, some okay. That. Yes, uh, yes, some I would the, agree. Some of the old ones, like... Uh, my two favorites are number one is Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't changed in years, and I love that it. it's just white and blue and simple and gorgeous. Okay. And then uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, uh, they're they're same. That's a good it's one. Just, yeah, just classy. And I, if you want to go to the stateside, the Rangers. Like New York hasn't changed in ever. Okay. And I, I like their. I thought you were going to say the Vikings for a second. No, good grief. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day, man. I appreciate it. No, that that's a good one. Best uniforms in sports. I saw that. Um, you know, as I was I was like, what do I like? And I just like old school Yankees, Steelers, Notre Dame. Um, I just think they're unique. They're original. They're old school. They don't change the whole thing. I like that. Um, and then I I got I saw this Montreal Canadiens, the Canadiens in hockey. I saw that one. People loving uh, loving that one. Here's one uh, that came in: the Raiders, the L.A. Raiders. What do you, What do you mean, the L.A. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders? They haven't changed really. So that's that's one. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
I hate the Raiders, but I'll give you that. Silver and black Raiders. Uh, he also said uh, Minnesota North Stars. And uh, the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Dave Hollenbeck next. St. Thomas Moore head boys basketball coach. How has he gotten his teams to so many state tournaments? I'll ask him that question next. The Nate Brown Show. It's been said many times that life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Have you been making plans to invest in new windows? Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows. It's that simple. And right now, Renewal by Anderson has an incredible financing offer. No money down, no interest, no payments for one full year, no payments for a year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. And remember, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Here's some free financial advice from Pro Auto Care. Regular service and preventative vehicle maintenance always pays off big time. With regular Pro Auto Care service and maintenance, you'll extend the lifespan of your vehicle. And that means more miles and more years of use from your vehicle investment. That's just good economy. It's simple financial advice. You take care of your vehicle, and your vehicle takes care of you for a longer time. From oil changes to brakes, tires, and major repairs, see Tom at Pro Auto Care. Open as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish is your home loans bank. And with rates still low, you should ask them if your tax refund will cover your down payment on your home sweet home. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to be your local partner in helping you take that next step to home ownership. With local originators, underwriting and processing, and several down payment assistance options, is now your time to look at home ownership? Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Block. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live. Fox Sports Rapid City, our state basketball coverage starting tomorrow. Double-A girls, we will start with Central Stevens 145 tip tomorrow. The state double-A tournament. Welcome in town for everybody here for the state girls basketball tournament. Be at the ice arena at the Monument. And then next week, we'll shift to the Summit Arena at the Monument for the Class A boys, and we'll get going with St. Thomas Moore against Lakota Tech, 6 o'clock Thursday night. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Class A boys basketball tournament. Love it. It's good feel. Good field. St. Thomas Moore's in it. They beat Stanley County in a big way last night in the Sodak 16 out at Douglas. We had the game for you. Got under control in the second half in a big way for the Cavaliers. St. Thomas Moore's only lost twice, so they'll be the number two seed, the number two seed in the State A tournament. Dave Hollenbeck's the head coach for the Cavaliers. He's live tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, nice win last night. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Nate, for having me on. Well, let me ask you about um, this this matchup last night. It was one of those one of those games where your defense smothered them, smothered them, held them to like 11 points deep into the second half, uh, held them to 11. What did you think of the game? 
Well, I thought our defense uh, played pretty well for uh, most of the game. Uh, you know, we just struggled early on scoring. But uh, once we got loosened up and, and got into a rhythm, we were able to break the game open. I look at um, this this field here for the State A. So you get matched up against Lakota Tech. Now, here's something that's different, and I can't quite my uh, put my hand on it. Double A plays the Sodak 16. They don't reseed it uh, going to the state tournament. Class A, they play the Sodak 16. They they reseed it. Um, so so now you got Lakota Tech. What do you think of of the reseeding plan? I, I feel like well maybe that's the right call because it's like well the lowest seed should get the appropriate matchup and the higher seed should get the appropriate matchup. Do you think the field is done right? Well, I, I don't know. I know that uh, this is the way it's been since we started the 16. I, however, I do wonder if the uh, team that knocks uh, or upsets somebody shouldn't be rewarded for that because now they got to turn around and play the top seed again. Mm. So uh, I don't know either way. But, uh, you know, there's some inconsistencies between the classes. For example, the home court advantage. You know, I think the high seed in A should get home court advantage just like double A gets. Yeah, but uh, yeah. for whatever reason they don't do it. Was that li- was that okay for you at a Douglas last night? I mean it wasn't your home court, but yeah, close game. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was uh uh I thought that was fair, uh, you know, based on our uh, being uh, two seed versus their fifteen seed, uh, would make sense that they travel. And if we if it was the other way around we would have to travel further. I want to ask you, Lakota Tech, that's your matchup. Um, what do you see from this team? Well, they've got a, a big guy inside, the LeBeau kid, and, and uh, they got some nice uh, guards on the outside. They shoot the ball real well. Uh, they like to play a little bit up-tempo and, and uh, really really get into you defensively out on the perimeter and try to force some turnovers. But, uh, you know, I, I, they're going to be a tough matchup. They uh, uh, really shoot the ball well. It's going to cause some problems on the defensive end. St. Thomas Moore head coach Dave Holland back on there. The two seed, they'll play Thursday night next week at the Summit Arena. What do you think of this uh, new opportunity? Brand new arena. We finally have it in Rapid City. What do you think of the opportunity? Hey, you know, the kids are really excited. Uh, I think it'll be a, a fun time, obviously, to get to play in that new arena and, and in front of our home crowd, uh, get to sleep in our own bed. A uh, lot of positives. Okay, you made the state tournament again, and I, and I started my show with this. I said, I look at your program, make the state tournament almost every year, and I know it's you know it's not easy, but but you made it a ton. White River Class B program, they make it a ton, and I look at it, fifteen out of the last twenty years, you're making the state tournament. How has that happened? Uh, you know, we've got some uh, consistency. We have high expectations here, and I'm very lucky to have a good coaching staff. The guys have been with me for a long time and uh, understand uh, what we want here. We've uh, established a, a pretty solid culture, and, um, you know, we just have that uh, consistency, like I said. How have the players that have come before? You've had some Mr. Basketballs, but then you have role players. It feels like you got... Well, we've had some stars, but then we've had some major contributors that are role players. How have the players impacted the players coming up, like your son now watching the players of old? 
Yeah, you know, uh, we have those guys uh, back from time to time. Uh, we spend a lot of time uh, talking about uh, what those guys did to the program to get it to where it's at. Um, and, and, you know, we, we try to have expectations for these guys to leave the program better than when they got it. So we just want to try to keep improving it. Uh, we want high-character kids and uh, obviously kids that'll, that want to compete and, and uh, play at the college level, too. You know, we... We have a lot of role players that, uh, you know, don't have interest in playing at the next level, but we do have a lot of kids that that's their goals to play at the next level. And, and we feel it's important to have them ready for that. But, uh, uh, to do that, we have to have a, a certain culture here and, and we have high expectations in the win loss column as well, because the, uh, those college coaches want kids that win. St. Thomas Moore head coach Dave Hollenbeck's on tonight. They play Lakota Tech in the night game of the State A next Thursday. The first game, I got my eye on coach, so I just I want to I want to know what you think. You told me last week, Sioux Falls Christian is a team at, at the 12 seed. They might be able to make it. Well, they knock off T. So now it's Sioux Falls Christian, the eight seed against Dakota Valley. Might be one of the best games we've seen all year. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. You know, I, I said from the very beginning, I think on your show, the, the top team in the state uh, uh, to, to, to watch and and far as expectations would be Sioux Falls Christian. And, and now here they are with an opportunity to, to beat number one. I didn't expect them coming in in the eighth seed, obviously, but that's where they're at. And uh, it's, it's not a good draw for Dakota Valley. And Dakota Valley is really good. Um, you know, they're, they're a tough out as well. We played them earlier, but uh, if somebody can do it, it, it could be Sioux Falls Christian. Hey, you remember some of those, right? You used to you used to have some number one seeds, and you had some 1-8 games that, that were dicey. Yeah, very, very. Uh, you know, the year we played Lennox, uh, we had 20-some lead changes, and I don't know how many ties before we could finally get them in the last minute. Uh, you know, Chester came down. We were down eight points in the fourth quarter there. We were down and out against Tri-Valley. We were the one seed. They were the eight. Yes. And yes. Sky Warwick hit two monster threes to bail us out of that night. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It, uh, we, we haven't been rewarded uh, being the first-round seed in the past. I'll tell you, if you're going to go to the State A, boys, watch that first game, Dakota Valley against Sioux Falls Christian to get it started. And then the Cavaliers and the nightcap, 6 o'clock, two-seed St. Thomas Moore against Lakota Tech. I think it'll be rocking um, Thursday night next week. Dave Holland back on tonight. Coach, congrats again. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Nate, for having me. I appreciate it. Talking Cavalier Hoops with Dave Hollenbeck, St. Thomas Moore, head co- uh, boys basketball coach. That's 15 years at the state tournament out of the last 20. And the Cavaliers have Lakota Tech. That'll be rocking and rolling on Thursday night now. And they're on the side with Sioux Valley and Winter. That's a winner's only lost one game. Sioux Valley's a team to watch as well. So the Class A boys is going to be tight, tight. Uh, next week at the Summit Arena. Dave Holland back on tonight. The Cavalier Report brought to you by Collins Siding. For over 40 years, Collins Siding has been here in the Black Hills helping clients with energy-efficient windows and doors. Trust Collins Siding for your home's exterior needs and get a free no-obligation estimate. Just Google Collins Siding to get started. All right, the Nate Brown Show is out. We're done. That's it. We're out tomorrow for state basketball. We're back Friday. Okay, back Friday. Thanks for listening. Catch the podcast tonight. 
Central and Stevens girls tomorrow at 145 on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Odd Couple right now.